It's great to have you with us from wherever you're tuning in from. For more information about Elevate Church or to contact us, head to our website elevatechurch.me and take us wherever you go by downloading our Elevate Church AU app. We hope this message inspires and helps you to take your next steps in your journey. Okay, so we're all awake now. Good. Um, This is our first uh, live experience of 2023 and of the month. At the beginning of each month, we like to uh, just kind of zoom out a little bit and really celebrate the, the people we're reaching and the people we're building, not only through our live experience here in Perth, what uh, is important for all of us to understand and, and not just understand, but really lean into, pray into and invest into is that when it comes to our mission, our mission we simply state as reach people and build people. Now, as much as it's simply stated, it doesn't mean it's simple to achieve. And uh, But here's a little, um, here's a, we're visual people. Let's bring the Venn diagram up. Uh, this is, This is the three main formal avenues that as a church, we are reaching people and building people. And so our live experience, that's what happens here in Perth, 10 to 11 Sunday mornings. But it's not the only thing that's happening. It's not the only people we're reaching and we're building. We have our online experience, which goes live at 10. So that's happening right now. And again, repeated at 5 p.m. And then it's on demand. People can jump onto that. I'll talk more about that that later. And then we have our podcast and that, uh, now go back, that's uh, <laughs> itchy trigger finger for the start of the year. I'd much prefer you keen than asleep. Uh, and so here's, this is the reality. Some people are exclusively part of our live experience, which is great. Some people are exclusively part of our online experience. And the beauty of the online experience is you don't have to be living in Perth to be a part of that. So we've got people in Egypt, the UK, New Zealand, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the same rules apply to our podcast. And then as depicted in the Venn diagram, we've got people that use a hybrid approach. Sometimes they're here in person, sometimes they're online and so on and so forth. And they've all been growing. All three of these spheres have been growing in the last couple of years. And I'm just putting this up so that we together, we are headquartered here in Perth, but we're not limited to reaching people and building people here in Perth. So this is going to be something you're going to hear more about. And uh, we want to see each of these three arenas uh, growing when it comes to us reaching people and building people. Just a quick shout out to some of our podcast people though. In December, we had a new uh, lineup in our top three countries that uh, listened in December. Uh, Singapore resumed at number three. Welcome back, Singapore. Happy Chinese New Year to you, upcoming. Year of the Rabbit. This is our our resident rabbit rancher in the front row. Um, Year of the Rabbit. Germany is at number two and the good old US of A is at number one. So how about we welcome our podcast people joining us for the beginning of January 2023. Now, here we go. Chances are, I'm not a betting man, but if I was, chances are some of you have been thinking about some things you might wanna be doing differently heading into 2023. Maybe you've got some things that you're gonna start. So they've, they've been added to your list. Uh, maybe you've got some things you think wise that you stopped. So you've sort of uh, deleted them from your list. But I wanna kick us off in 2023 with what I think is actually a better question than what am I gonna do or not do? And it's this question, 
who am I going to be in 2023? It's a becoming question because the reality is that anything new in life that we want to experience actually requires a new us, actually requires some transformation to be able to approach and appropriate that new thing. So this is the launch of a new series we've simply called A New You. And in this uh, arena of becoming a new you, it's asking questions like, what aspects of my character am I going to improve in 2023? What aspects of my competency and capacity am I going to work on and improve in 2023? What relationships am I going to intentionally cultivate in my sphere in 2023 that are really going to help me become the person that God's called me to be? November 2022, I went to my optometrist and I had an eye appointment. I know, doesn't sound very spectacular, but look, full disclosure, I, I do not enjoy going to see my optometrist. Um, I was born with an eye condition. As soon as my parents uh, noted that, you know, I, on the glasses went and I've grown up that way. And over the years, my vision had deteriorated. And so, you know, I was like, just, didn't like going to the optometrist because, I mean, I wear contact lenses now. I figured it was only a matter of time before I'm going to have contact lenses so thick that I can't actually close my eyelids over them. I, I wondered if at what point in time I was going to have glasses so thick that if I looked at the sun, I'd burn my retina. And I'm not t- talking during an eclipse. I feared for my life during winter looking at the sun. It's just a matter of time. So I would get the email reminders from my optometrist. You're now due for your delete. Uh, I would get the, the little postcard. Dear Mark, you're now due recycling, put it off. Well, after five years of procrastinating and I'm meant to go every two years, uh, I finally capitulated and in November 22, I went to see my optometrist. She's a sweetheart. She said to me, oh, you probably haven't been here because of COVID. I said, nope, nope, nope. No, it's actually been five years. So, uh, and we did the tests, run the tests. You know, some of you know what I'm talking about. Is it this one or is it that one? I'm like, you tell me. Um, at the end of all the tests, she said to me, because they've got new fancy gadgetry, a lot of developed in five years, it turns out, where they can actually give you the answer in like real time while you're sitting there about what you need to do. And she said to me, your eyes are the same as they were five years ago. And I said, Michelle, that's incredible. Now, it wasn't improvement. Okay, sure, I get that. But it wasn't deterioration. It was maintenance. And for me, that's a win. Never happened before. But here's the thing. Whilst I celebrate maintenance with my vision, with how I see the world physically, I don't want to arrive at the end of 2023 seeing the world the same way as I see now through my mind's eye, through my heart, through the lenses of what God's actually doing. I want to actually see the world better at the end of this year than I am today, more clearly than I am today. And the good news is that's actually possible for me. And it's actually possible for you. And I want to kick off today, kick off 2023, talking about optics. Because how we see the world has a significant impact on how we experience the world. 
And so if we can improve our vision, it's quite likely will ultimately improve our experience. So I want to take you to something that Jesus did. You'll find it if you've got your smart camera, uh, smartphone camera. You can scan the flow code. You can take it to Mark chapter 8. This is one of Jesus' four biographers. I'm going to take you to the message version. And what we find is that Jesus is on the move. He's just been doing some miracles quite likely that his status and his reputation was spreading and growing through the known world back at that time. And he was traveling on foot with his 12 hand-picked uh, disciples and they arrived at a new town. It's called Bethsaida. And some people brought a sightless man and begged Jesus to give him a healing touch. Well, taking him by the hand, Jesus led him out of the village. Jesus put spit on the man's eyes. Laid hands on him and asked, do you see anything? Well, the man looked up. I, I see men, but they look like walking trees. So Jesus laid hands on his eyes again. The man looked hard and realized that he'd recovered perfect sight. Saw everything in bright 2020 focus. So I just want to do a quick flyover this morning of three lenses that we can actually work on in 2023 that's going to help us see the world more clearly as things progress. The first one is optimism. Now, two things for the record. Number one, I'm an optimist. Number two, I can't reconcile how somebody can claim to be a follower of Jesus and be a pessimist. But here's the fact. Some do. I've met them. They exist. And they'll say something like, Jesus is my hope and everything's hopeless. And I'll be like, what? Pick one. They can't both be true. Let me encourage my fellow optimists here this morning. Anything like, I don't think optimists need any encouragement. No, they do, because here's the reality for some of my fellow optimists. Like me, you've probably, on at least one, but potentially more occasions, been kind of criticized for your optimism. And nobody's criticizing you. I mean, at least that's not what they're trying to make it look like. You know, could you please stop being so optimistic? You make me sick. I mean, nobody says that because if you say that, it kind of outs you as a pessimist. Um, but, but, they'll, but, but, but people will say phrases like, um, look, I don't think you're seeing things clearly. Um, I don't think you're appreciating the reality of the situation. Um, uh, I think you might be in denial. Let's talk about that. And what this is, is actually, it's actually pessimism. It's, 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 it's masked as realism, but its essence is pessimism. And, 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 and let me just give you one little fun fact as a bonus this morning. Pessimism, if it's let to run loose, can ultimately become fatalism. Where, where you wind up living with a posture of, I am just going to let everything in life happen to me because I have come to the conclusion that I have absolutely no control over anything. And that is not true. And optimists know this. 
See, optimists have a very unique relationship with the future. <laughs> optimists, they don't ignore reality or deny the facts. They're, they're not believing that nothing will ever go bad. And they're not surprised when things do occasionally go bad. They know there's gonna be challenges and they know there's gonna be obstacles. But here's one of the things that sets optimists apart. They actually believe that most problems are temporary. Real and temporary. And that there is something that they can be doing in the middle of the challenges and the obstacles that will actually allow them to grow as a result of the process. Optimists spend time during problems and challenges imagining what God's gonna do with this that's gonna, it's gonna cause them to be better, stronger, more resilient, greater capacity. Optimists understand that diamonds are formed as the result of unimaginable pressure and that gold is refined in a fire. And so they don't avoid challenges, obstacles, problems. They just have a unique relationship with the future. And so this blind man was brought by his friends for obvious reasons uh, to Jesus with a posture of optimism. He didn't accept and his friends didn't accept that this is just how it's gonna be. This is as good as it's ever gonna get. My parents were blind. I'm blind. My kids are probably gonna be blind. And this is a sticking point for a lot of people. A lot of people, it's not that they resist changes. They've actually just forfeited that change is actually possible. They actually just capitulated to think it's never going to get better. There's nothing I can do about it. So I just got to learn to live with it. This blind man came to Jesus. Now, optimists not only look excitedly for what God might be doing in the middle of challenges, they're also asked the question, is there something that I can be doing? But they slice and dice this in a very important way. Optimist understands that there's actually not always, sometimes there is, but there's not always something they can be doing to fix the problem in the short term. They might just have to actually weather the storm and let it run its course. But there might be something else they can be doing rather than just nothing and see what God will do through that process. By the way, little bonus content. I mentioned it a moment ago, the blind man was brought to Jesus by his friends. One of the most important things that you and I can do in 2023 is audit our sphere. <laughs> Are they the sort of friends this blind man had? They're the valuable ones. Or are they going to try and hold you back or keep you down? Another lens that we can work on is opportunity. See, our future is actually created in large part to how we respond to the opportunities that are presented to us. 
See, Jesus was on a journey somewhere. We don't know where, but he just, you know, come across this village. The blind man and his friends saw this as an opportunity. Maybe they'd heard about this Jesus fellow who'd been healing people, raised a couple of people from the dead. That's impressive. Uh, we don't know. But for them, they, they saw it as an opportunity. But for Jesus, this was an inconvenience. He turned to his scheduler and said, is this in the books? Is this in the calendar? I don't remember approving this meeting. I got a blind guy in front of me here. I got things to do. I'm trying to save the world. So for the blind man, it's an opportunity for Jesus. It, on the surface, it could have been perceived as an interruption, as an inconvenience. And Jesus could have acted differently by just saying, listen, mate, out of my way. But he didn't. He responded in a very, very important way to the interruption. And he actually took it as an opportunity. Now, can we just have an honest moment for just like just us and people listening on our podcast? Have you, ever, have you ever allowed yourself to have the thought that God seems to like some other people more than He likes you? Based on occasion about the opportunities He seems to present to other people and seemingly withholds from you. What I've discovered is that as I look at these people who seem to sort of fall backwards into opportunities time and time again, walking around in life with their lucky pants on, is that if you trace their timeline back, you will see a time where they were presented with a very seemingly insignificant and inconsequential opportunity. And all they did, the superpower that they exhibited in that moment is that they took a hold of that seemingly small, insignificant opportunity. And they discovered on the opposite side that the, the other side of that opportunity was another opportunity. And then they took a hold of that one and stepped through that and discovered another one. All they did is perceive interruptions and inconveniences as potential opportunities and just wondered enough, what could happen if I step through this? For me, anytime I leave the house, there is one essential I must have on me. No, it's not my phone. It's not my wallet. It's my keys. Because anything else can be retrieved from inside my house, if I've got my keys. So check, check, leaving house, leaving house, think, think, essentials, essentials, keys. Got it. Other stuff, hopefully. And yes, it's got my house key, my Vespa key, uh, kind of it really. Um, so I've got that category of keys. Chances are you do too. I've got another category of keys, on-site keys. This is the key to my shed padlock. This is the key to my side gates so my chickens don't escape. You probably have those category of keys as well. But did you know there's a third category of keys? 
that I call rogue keys. And some of you are currently in possession of rogue keys. They're probably in your junk drawer. They might be in a glass jar or a Tupperware container. I remember we went four years ago, we bought the house that we're currently living in and the real estate agent just hands over this wad of keys. It looked like I was taking over Fremantle Prison. I'm like, what in the world? Michael B, he, he met me around that time and he saw my key ring at one, and he's like, what is going on? If I put that thing in my pocket, I would have developed sciatica. It was out of control. And I'm like, so the first thing you do when you get a new house is you go through the keys and you figure out which one's which. You know, hopefully there's a duplicate of the house key, one for me, one for wifey, on you go, that sort of thing. Well, we did. We went through, figured out what various keys. We only figured out what about 20% of those keys were used for. The other 80% were rogue keys. Like, I'm like, what have we just purchased? There's invisible rooms. But here's the thing, I couldn't bring myself to throw them away. I went through every keyhole, not once. I had a part-time job going through the keys, through the keyholes, but do you think I could throw those rogue keys away? No, I did not because there was just something, just something lurking in the back of my mind that one day, just one day, it hasn't happened yet, but one day I'm going to discover what this and the other 73 keys do. <laughs> but that's a lot about maybe how you're entering into 2023. That God's promised you something, that there's a dream in your heart, that there's something that you've been waiting on and, and, and you've got, you think you've got something to offer, but it's a rogue key. And it might just require a little bit of refashioning because you know some keys look alike, right? From this distance, but not to the locksmith. So don't throw away the dream this year. Don't throw away the promise this year. Don't throw away the hope this year. Bring it with you into 2023. And while you're waiting, you don't have to be passive. Let me put my Captain Obvious hat on and say something that you already know. Keys are formed. See, you won't be able to go to your local locksmith tomorrow and walk up to the counter and say, I'd like a key for my front door, please. Hopefully they don't have one. There's a whole nother set of questions that would have to follow if they go, oh, sure, yeah, uh, your number or uh, something. Uh. They will ask you to give them something and they will take that template and they will form a key for you. And it's only if that original template goes through the forming process that it will actually unlock the thing that it's been designed to unlock and that's instructive for us that this year we, we best play in asking the question who am I going to become this year is to ensure that we go through intentionally go through the forming process and it might be like the diamond forming process it might be like the gold 
forming process, or it might be like the rainbow and unicorn forming process. But it's going to be a forming process that we either submit ourselves to or we don't. Submit to forming character, which I can assure you is, is going to be challenging. Submit to forming capacity, which I can assure you is going to require strategic choices with your time. And submit to forming relationships in your sphere that add value, not that you're like sucking people dry, but this idea of let's actually do life together and make one another better as a consequence of that. And here's the third one that I'll finish with. This is maybe, I don't know, this is maybe a little bit less obvious, but it's the lens of offense. Now, this has actually been a little bit of a big topic for us in the last 18 months. We've taught two separate series within the last 18 months. We don't normally kind of, there's only a couple of subjects that we teach like super regularly on. And we taught on this, the, 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 the series were called No Offense, um, no, no Prizes for That and Don't Take the Bait. And we taught on this because firstly, firstly <laughs> people are getting offended more easily than ever. And it's just culturally like, a problem. But secondly, uh, taking offense and living with that offense will actually hold you back from stepping into the opportunities that God has for you. And you'll see in this first graphic, there's an animal trap, now considered illegal, uh, where that's what taking the bait looks like. It looks like you taking it, but getting caught in that trap and unable to move forward. So if you didn't Get these, you're new here, fantastic. You can get these on our podcast. I would make it compulsory listening. I don't have that superpower, but if I did, uh, or maybe you need a refresher course. But here's what happened with the blind guy. Jesus, taking him by the hand, led him out of the village and he put spit in the man's eyes. Now, here's the thing about people who are blind. You can't see, but you get very, very good at compensating with your other four senses. And so even though this blind man wouldn't have known from whence this liquid came, by seeing Jesus extract said spit, he would have absolutely heard it and knew exactly what Jesus rubbed in his eyes. Now, I went to an all-boys high school. I have pretty much either experienced or witnessed just about every gross thing imaginable. And yet, when I read this slice of history, I still find this somewhat disturbing. Now, theologians have tried to help people like me out by kind of sanitizing what was going on here. They'll tell you, well, it wasn't spit. It was spittle. Okay, um, and uh, it wasn't uh, like human spittle. It was the spittle of God. And kind of like, like trying to paint this picture that Jesus just blasted this guy in the face with a, with a double barrel of holy water. But, but, but that wasn't the case. When Jesus came to earth, He was both fully God and fully man. This stuff came from the fully man aspect of who Jesus was. And it was just gross. And he asked him, do you see anything? Now, can you imagine, go back in history 2,000 years, if this blind guy 
had taken offense. I can't believe you just spat in my eyes. That's just gross. Who do you think you are? And, and as a consequence, being so offended that he, he just threw his toys out of the cot, threw the cot out as well, and got his mates, get me out of here. Offended, took offence and lived with that offence, acted on that offence. Well, he had that option. And by the way, uh, we typically, and when we taught on this subject, we typically take it from the human side. You know, people can be offensive, say things, do things that are offensive. And, and, and if we take offence, we're taking offence with people, Right? But did you know you can actually be offended with God? You can actually take offense with God. And you won't call it that. I mean, what sort of sociopath would you be if you walked around saying, I'm offended with God? So we say things like, well, I'm disappointed. Uh, I feel like God let me down. But, but, you're, but you talk about an historical thing but your experience is still happening today. You've taken offense, God's let you down and you're living with that offense. And the problem with that is you'll start to see everything about God through that lens. You don't doubt God's existence, but you start to doubt His goodness. And that's a problem. The blind man thankfully didn't take offense. I'm, I'm not suggesting he found it pleasant but he stuck around in the presence of Jesus. Jesus said, the Ryman looked up, I see men, but they look like walking trees. So then Jesus laid hands on his eyes again and the man looked hard and realized he'd recovered. Perfect sight. Saw everything in bright 2020 focus. Look, I'm going to say something that's true for some of you. Maybe not all of you. I don't even know all of you yet. But uh, maybe there's been an occasion in, in your past where you've just kind of entertained the notion that wouldn't it be good when it comes to this thing that I'm not really a fan of in my life, that God just hit it with a zap and it was done. And, and then I could just move on freely and say, how wonderful. And, and by the way, God can do that. God has done that. But the reason that makes the headlines is that's not how he does most transformation. Most transformation is not as spectacular as that. Most transformation is a process. Most transformation looks like this. Blind. Blurry vision, well, okay, yep, good, heading in the right direction, but not done yet. So don't withdraw from the presence of Jesus because there's more. And Jesus was like, well, really? Come on, man, where's your faith? Jesus said, willingly laid hands on him again. There was more. And so that's a real key for us this year is continue on that process, submit ourselves to that process.
and, 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 and trust that God's going to allow you to unlock some new opportunities in 2023. Now, I want to invite you to do one thing if you haven't already. Uh, there is the Bible app called the Bible app. The icon on the app stores is just called Holy Bible. Uh, no need to uh, overmarket that. Marketing the Bible is like Beyonce needing help with marketing. It's just unnecessary. Uh, it's there. And uh, what they've done is they've launched, the, the developers of this app has launched an opportunity for people to set my church, whichever my church is, we're Elevate Church, door, as Elevate Church. Now, all you need to do is scan this QR code. It'll take you there. And what we've started doing late 2022, we're going to continue through 2023, is every Monday we'll be posting a featured Bible plan, a reading plan. They typically go for, you know, five days, give or take. And it's going to be keying off the subject that we've taught on on the Sunday. So this is an opportunity for the advanced students to learn and grow further faster. And so grab that tomorrow morning. There'll be a new uh, featured plan up there. It's all free. Uh, but we're doing that just again to submit ourselves to this process and say, God, do more in me, do a work in me. I know you're not finished with me. I, and and, and, and uh, trusting that we'll see the world brighter, more clearly, the end of 2023 that we do today. We really hope you got a lot out of this message. If you live in the Perth area, we'd love for you to join one of our live experiences. For times and directions, as well as information, head to our website, elevatechurch.me. For those of you beyond the Perth area, we'd love for you to connect with our online experience, which premieres every Sunday via YouTube and Facebook Live and on demand immediately after. And to partner with us to reach more people by giving financially, head to our website, elevatechurch.me and also download our Elevate Church AU app.